This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. As driven, ambitious Christian entrepreneurs, how do we grow our business in a way that honors Christ? From seeking Him first in all of our business dealings, being surrendered to His will, and knowing exactly where and how we can make an impact through our business for the furtherance of His kingdom. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, and these are just some of the topics my guest and I will be discussing in the hope that we may inspire and empower you to walk strongly in your faith so you can build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Let's dive in. So welcome to another episode. This episode is an opportunity where I would love to introduce you to someone who has really become a close friend over the last couple of years. And she's certainly someone with such a wealth and depth of expertise and insights. And she's just a a great lady that I wanted to have her on the show. And probably if I can twist her arm, get her on other shows because she's got a lot to share. So let me introduce you to my friend and colleague. Karen Crowell. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It's really an honor to be here and just to be able to share with other people and just have a good time. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. If it's not fun, why are we doing it? And uh, we certainly hope that today's episode is not only going to support people, but give them some things and some ahas to consider. And of course, the title of today's episode is Six Mindset and Practical Shifts to Make 2024 Your Best Year Yet. And what we thought we would do is take some time to identify three different things that maybe we're doing differently this year or how we're approaching this year. And again, it may Maybe some mindset things uh, and some practical things that we have done to, again, make 2024 uh, a year that we can just really achieve the goals and whatever that is uh, that we've set for ourselves. So Karen, do you want to go first? What's what's the first thing that you want to share today? Okay. The first thing would be, um, I've usually at the beginning of the year, I always kind of look back over the previous year and what worked well, what didn't work well, what can I change, you know, your basic things. But then I was um, studying and Hebrews 12, 15 really hit me differently this year than it has in the past. And it basically says, see to it that no one, including yourself, you do not come short of the glory of God. Let no root of bitterness spring up because it'll cause trouble to yourself and to others and will defile many. And the thing that really caught me or struck me was to realize I can fall short of the glory of God. You know, too often we put mercy and glory together and mercies are new every morning, but mercies are unmerited favor, but really grace, it's the fuel. Okay. It's the fuel to pursue God and to do life. And so we don't want to fall short of the glory and the grace of God. So I really started thinking about my fuel and am I using tainted fuel (laughs) or am I using good fuel? And so the first thing that I really thought about was auditing my inner circle. What's the, 
the five closest people that I hang around with or that I talk with, um, we tend to be the sum total of those five people. And so sometimes we can't always change who we are around, you know, family members or friends or coworkers or whatever. But if you can't change the people that you're hanging around with, you can change the conversations. And our subconscious is always listening to our conversations, whether we're aware of it or not. And so if you have to be around people that are not really giving you good fuel, <laughs> they're tainting your fuel, then change the conversations so that you are staying on track. And so that would be my first one is auditing that inner circle. Yeah, Who are you that hanging is out with? so powerful because as you said, if you're enabling or, or allowing yourself to be within a, a circle that perhaps it's a professional circle or a networking circle and you leave that particular event and because you pretty much know, don't you, when you're doing an audit of uh, a circle, is this growing me empowering me is it sowing inspiration empowerment and all of the things that would help you continue to grow or not and I think if we all did a bit of a um, an audit on our inner circle we could probably determine that there are a few either individuals or groups of people who don't serve us in the best possible way part of that too is when we look at our inner circle we forget that we're part of that inner circle yeah. and how are what we're doing affecting the other people as well, rather than just looking at how others are affecting us. Mm -hmm. How are we affecting? How are we handling ourselves? Yes. And so that's part of that audit. Yeah. And what's really great about that, and I was going to ask you that, was when we're looking at that audit and looking at the environment and what are we contributing to it, one of the things we may see is that, oh, through my approach to this or my attitude to this I'm actually contributing to something happening within that that environment and I would imagine that one of the processes that you also go through is maybe asking yourself can I do something differently to ensure that it's a different result that comes through as we're in, interacting there so tell us the process then what happens in when you continue to do that audit and then you realize you know what I have tried to do certain things because I, here's why I ask you this as women what we so often do is we will put ourselves last we think oh well you know what happens if I leave that community because sometimes we may be contributing our expertise uh, we stretch ourselves too thin so what are some of the things that you would share with someone Karen that if they didn't in order of their inner circle and they realize I have tried to change and, and to be very strategic and intentional however the environment that this particular area is still it's a draining environment what are some things to support someone to make that decision and take action on basically I guess removing themselves from that circle well and that's the thing you really need to look at where do you feel you need to be? What are your goals? And to be courageous enough to step up and do and say the things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. And if there is someone in that inner circle that you really need to remove yourself from, it's okay to have the conversation with them and say, look, this is my goal. These are the things I'm going for. And the energy and whatever's going around, it's just pulling my focus it's keeping me held back and 
you know, it's fine to say, I love you, but mm. I need to do what's in my best interest or in my family's best interest, interest or whatever it is. Too often we just stop talking to people and we remove ourselves. And then that doesn't help the other person to grow either. And so we need to be sure that we're doing, again, how we do things affects other people. So we want to do it in love. We want to do it in kindness. We don't want to be um, angry or just leave, again, people. It's kind of like a text message. You know, you can say something, but because they can't hear your voice inflection, they really don't know how you mean it. And so things get misconstrued and hurt feelings that really didn't need to be hurt mm -hmm. if you just have the conversation. Yeah. And so that's probably the biggest thing is to just have a conversation. Sometimes people do things and they don't even realize how they're affecting you. But if you speak up and you say, you know, that really, I just really don't like to hear that, or I'm really trying hard to stay positive. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I talking negatively? And then they'll, they'll step back and they'll look and they, they become a better person because you had the courage and the responsibility to step and step up and say something. Mm. Mm. And so that's so probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Some environments that you're in may be on a different path to where you're going. And it could be to say, look, you know, we've been able to, there's some really great things that we've been able to work on together. However, moving forward, I can see that your group is working towards a different direction from what I'm going to. And I wish you all the very best. Uh, but for now, I'm heading in this direction. Your approach is going to be one that really determines the best outcome for both people. And you never know, that environment may go through its own iteration of change so that down the track it may very well be something that you think you know what they're doing things very differently and it aligns with where I'm going so what's that saying you don't want to burn bridges because you just don't know uh, what happens down the track so shall I share my first one but what I did at the beginning of this year is uh, I've labeled it crunch time question. Now, I'm a ruler archetype as my secondary archetype. You might have heard me talk about uh, archetypes. It's a, a system that I'm licensed to use as part of my work. And I use that regularly for how I make decisions and determine uh, my path forward. And so this year, when I was looking at the ruler money archetype, there's a question on that archetype, which I call the crunch time question. And it goes like this. If I am to achieve a dream that had previously seemed impossible within the next 12 months, what would I have to let go of and what would I have to embrace? And then there's some secondary questions to that. Who do I have to become and how will that impact my self-talk, my decisions and my behaviours? And I tell you, when I asked myself those questions and did a bit of journaling around it, it really helped me get so clear on what I did need to focus on, you know, from the crunch time and what I needed to let go of. So similar to you, Karen, I did a bit of an audit too. Who am I showing up as and what do I need to become? And this also enabled me to really get focus on the steps that I needed to take and even to re-dream, if you will, uh, of, of a dream that I had previously worked for and thought, mm, you know, I'm not really sure if that's um, ever going to come to fruition. But that crunch time question, 
question was was really powerful and through that determined you know kind of like the 90-day action plans and what I needed to focus on and kept me and has kept me accountable that's great yeah. I like that. Okay. So crunch time question, maybe write that down and ask yourself. And also the self-talk. How often can our self-talk limit us from going full in or keeping us playing small? All right, Karen, what's the second either mindset or practical shift that you have made at the beginning of this year so that this year is your best year yet? Okay. My next one is who is steering my ship or who is steering your ship? And who's directing the course of your life? The reality is, it's on me. It's on you. Only you can do you. And so often, especially when we're in that crunch time that you were just talking about, we can we can always point out what everybody else should be doing. That's really really easy to do. Oh, you should be doing this. You should be. But we need to spend more time looking at me, you, <laughs> yourself, and. Are you directing your life or are you letting all these other things going on or trying to help everybody else do their thing that you are not focusing? You're not staying true to what your course for that year is or for that day even. And just taking the responsibility. um, I would say that's probably my big keyword for this year is responsibility Mm. because If you're finding yourself blaming circumstances or other people, you're really not taking responsibility because there's always something that we could do that could help a situation or change a situation. Yes, other people can too, but if you're always waiting for everybody else to go, then you're really not being responsible. And so that was my second big thing is to really take control of my ship Mm. and keep focused. And if I find myself veering off a little bit to get myself back on track, not wait around for someone else to get me on track again. Mm. And of course, again, ultimately God is directing my ship and my course and my path. And so just being true to what I feel he has planned for me and what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. You know, it's interesting even considering that question. It's so important because how often do we tend to look externally for the reasons why we're either in a situation or something isn't working? And look, there may be times, there may be situations like, for instance, the internet might not be working We had that happen here in, actually it was Australia-wide not so long ago. Everybody lost, uh, who was part of a certain carrier, lost connection. And I tell you what, that was an interesting day. However, having said that, whilst we may not necessarily have control over that, steering our ship, if we continue, if we you know, give that externally over, say, in this instance to the carrier, it completely would ruin our day. This is just an example if we run it through. So, you know, if you look at, well, I'm I'm steering my ship, what can I do differently or what can I do so that my focus is not completely distracted and this entire day is just a waste of time? And I think going through that and just having that in the background can be enormously beneficial because as entrepreneurs and and you know human beings living in a in, in a world where unexpected things can happen challenges can happen and how we approach them can certainly um, impact how you respond 
versus react you know to situations it's interesting how what we've spoken about kind of integrates overlaps one another Mm -hmm. so I I love that my second one is a term or or statement that I learned from one of my mentors many many years ago and I continue to use that and I have been using it over the last number of years particularly to the towards the end of last year but because now it's in place It really is solid enough that I really can see it make a difference in 2024. And the statement is, systems liberate you. I remember one of my mentors used to say that all the time, and it is so true. And in my instance, one of the systems that I really felt I had to focus on and was determined to focus on it, in fact, I've been focusing on this for I don't know how many years, was getting, and you know all about the story, uh, Karen, is getting the right technology in place that will enable me to do what I wanted to do. And and I think this last piece of technology that we've implemented has been about the seventh. So I can tell many stories about the ins and outs and roundabouts of different technologies. So I've become quite an expert in what works and what what doesn't. And so what's exciting for me is that having this now in place, and I was adamant, you know, when you're just adamant that you have to do something, I knew that I needed to get it done. And I'm so glad, because even though it's now been in place for goodness, I'd say three months, maybe, yeah, it was three months, we've been able to streamline, we've been able to improve. And I think, you know, for many of us who are looking towards the rest of the year, one of the things that we may find is that to improve, to streamline, to enhance productivity, all of that, can I have systems in place, whether it's been, it is technology, whether it is systems for team, if you're expanding your team, whether it is systems for yourself, if you put them in place, it really keeps you focused. And I find that um, that is has really supported me in knowing and planning out what I need to do and what I need to focus on as we move forward in 2024. I like that. And I agree with you. Having systems in place just make life so much easier. So true. And then when things come up too, you don't completely fall apart because that system keeps working even when you're being pulled in a different direction just for that moment. Yes. You know, we have a, a system in place where I store all of our technologies and everything to do with our business, including, you know, steps for our team and so forth. And I have even had to go back to look at that because I forget things. It's like, I'm sure we've got something that that we can use for that. And there it is in in our, you know, HQ online hub where that's where all of those things are there. Otherwise, I could have spent hours trying to find something out. But there it was. It was a good system that we created many years ago and we've added to that. So they will liberate you because keeping things streamlined. So, okay, so your your last either mindset or practical shift that you're making this year. Okay. My last one is focus on the fix, not the fault. And again, this is, it kind of goes hand in hand with the other things I've mentioned. It is so easy to look at fault and blame other things or other people and not go forward because you're just so stuck in the whole thing of, well, it wasn't my fault. And 
we need to, again, step up and take responsibility, whether it was our fault or not, it doesn't matter. It needs to be fixed. And that moving forward is what's going to be remembered, not whose fault it was. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. And, um, and again, keeping in mind that we know that God will bring us through disappointments and things like that. Well, the flip side of that is that means there have to be disappointments. He can't bring us through something if there's not there. Well, the promise is there that he will bring us through. So we know that this is just going to be part of life. Things aren't going to go the way we plan. Um, whether it's our fault or not, does not matter. Just focus on the fix. How can you make it better? How can you help other people? And how can you do what God wants you to do? Because again, all we can do is you. You can just do you. Mm. <laughs> It's not our job to live other people's lives, just our own. Yeah. So that's my third one. If that is something that you're really focusing on, and I love it, you can see that just even in in that statement, the next step, if you will, after saying that to yourself is far more empowering, isn't it, than if you continue to focus on the thing that will keep you down. What I have so often do uh, and continue to do is if there is something that didn't go quite wrong, it didn't go quite right, I should say, I say, all right, I'm going to give myself five minutes to just have a bit of a whinge. And then as soon as five minutes is up, right, flick the switch, what can I do now? To the point where it doesn't really get to five minutes. Sometimes we just kind of kind of have to release it, but it's getting stuck in that release and then you can just spiral down, can't you, if you're always focusing on the thing that you don't want. And as we know, right. whatever you focus on continues to expand, even if it is in your thought patterns. But your thought patterns can impact your behavior and ultimately your behavior impacts your results. And what was the term that you, you shared? Focus on the, not the... On the fix, not the fault. Yeah, yeah, I love that. If you continue to focus on the fault, you continue to identify more faults and then more faults and then the list gets longer and longer and longer. By the time you've finished, you really feel down in the dumps because you've got this whole long list of faults. Um, whereas right, and focusing the thing that on I the find fix, is when you, you know, give yourself permission like okay i'm setting a timer you have five minutes to fume do whatever you want but at the end of that five minutes you're going to be focused on how are you going to get out of the situation you'll find that that diffuses the emotion because you've given yourself permission it's okay if you have that five minutes you know you get to do and you'll find like like you said a minute into it you're like ready to focus on the fix you don't want the the other four minutes because (laughs) so don't need that time (laughs) right (laughs) but set a timer because that really helps because then if you do find yourself spiraling you could go nope my time is up (laughs) I know that's good that's good you really do find yourself automatically going into the let's find the fixes for this I know within some leadership circles one of the things that they've encouraged their team to do is look if you're going to approach me with something share the issue but I want you to come up with with at least three solutions that you think could work prior to sharing what the issue was and you know what I've heard even that some leaders have found that encouraging their team to do that their team doesn't necessarily need to come to them to share what was the issue was because they've already problem solved oh that's a really good idea I think we're just going to do that anyway you know there's always a solution to everything there's always a solution and I think once we really truly believe that to be true we can continue to look for ideas 
uh, rather than getting stuck, as you, you say, on the fault. Just that change in attitude is going to determine how you feel. All right, I've got one last one too. The second one, systems liberate you. And the third one is collaborations elevate you. So this year, and actually started towards the end of last year, intentionally now wanting to really focus on collaborations because I realise that when you collaborate with like-minded say industry leaders or other specialists who offer complementary services, support, expertise to what you do uh, and who also work with your ideal client, you find that together you are better. And it's interesting how it came about. I've had many conversations over the last year where I was asked about, you know, sort of like competition and and I realised in the way that I was approaching and sharing some stories, some of the people who I would have assumed may have been my biggest competitors became my biggest collaborators and so there was you know kind of expertise in their specific areas like really hone their expertise and with mine together we worked really well and here's why I think that's so important in a world where you may find that things are happening you know around the world being able to collaborate rather than trying to tap into a, a similar market but as competitors collaborating you can go so much further for instance today we're collaborating on this podcast episode and I hope that you you know willing to to do other podcast episodes t- together too because we can bounce ideas off one another we can learn from one another you know and together our, our voices and the topics we talk about can impact people in a greater way than if you or I were on a podcast episode separately or individually I should say I really believe collaborations will elevate you because together united you're going to be able to offer and really be position be able to position yourselves collaboratively far greater than if you were to do that individually Love it. Thank you so much. I hope that, you know, through what Karen and I shared today, that gives you a bit of food for thought. Maybe uh, identify what your three would be. Uh, What are you going to do, whether it be mindset shifts or practical shifts to make 2024 your best year yet? Maybe you want to borrow one or more of what Karen and I shared today. Maybe you've got your own. Maybe if you want to share, we would love to um, find out from you what you are doing. So one of the communities that uh, Karen and I both hang out on is uh, over on Facebook, our Podcasting With Purpose community. Um, If you go there to podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash community, you can go and uh, access that community. And if you don't typically like to hang out on Facebook, then you can certainly send us an email over at uh, info at industrythoughtleaderacademy.com. Let us know what you're doing this year and we may just give you a shout out on an upcoming show. Well, thanks once again, Karen. It's been an awesome to share the microphone with you today. My pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why? I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've 
you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.